you, buddy. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to talk about uh, essentially non-believers in the pews. Yeah. Fence sitters and pew sitters. Both at the same time. At the same time. You really can't do it. And that's what we're talking about. Building fences on pews is the theme of the show. Good fences. Good good fences make good parishioners. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're gonna know. we're gonna talk about that. Okay, that's a thing. That'll be later. All right, Dan. Yeah, I got something for you. Uh, there's a group of pastors, you yeah. uh, up in Rumford, Maine, who <laughs> I just, are. I just laughed at the name Rumford. That was that was what got me. On that that, one. That, that's that's not it, Dan. Okay, a, it is a funny name, but. That's not the point. That's not that's not the end of the story. Good. Keep right. going. Uh they are um I guess the uh the, the 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 local library, right, is having um a sort of there's they're participating in the, what is it? Banned Books Week. Okay. They have a little display up. Mhm. Well, these pastors are trying to ban some of those books. <laughs> They're fine with the display, but there's a couple of them there that need to be banned. I get what you're doing. Let me just make a couple modifications. Maybe you don't get what Maybe we're doing. Maybe you don't understand the point of it. No, no, I week. get it. I get it. Yeah, okay. Huckleberry Finn, we all love it, but, but but we hate it. No, hang on a minute though. So what are the what are the ones that they're like? Mm. Well, apparently, the <laughs> top ten banned books for the year uh, are. All well, five of them are LGBT have have LGBTQ LGBTQ characters. Oh, that's the worst. Or are LGBTQ themed in some right. fashion? Gross. You mean they're gross books? They're disgusting, horrible <laughs> books. They're promoting things that should not be promoted, and our children might end up seeing them on your banned books display, which is obviously making them a lot more enticing. Right. They, kids love banned things. And then they might actually read them and have sympathy toward gay people. Shock horror. Ugh. Well, anyway, the, uh, what are they called? The National Coalition Against Censorship mm-hmm. and the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, which, <laughs> I know, uh, which both are um, supporting the Rumford Public Library's display. Yeah. I can see because that would be real. they oppo- both groups actively oppose efforts um, to limit a whole community's access to books based on the personal viewpoints or religious beliefs of some uh, members of that community. Yeah, right. So the idea is: sorry, this public library is for the whole community. We have some books in here that are you guys are looking for. Yeah. And we have books in here that other people are looking for. And the point that we're making this week is that groups like yourself right. <laughs> like to go around and and make these decisions for everyone. Right. And that's not yeah. what we do. The whole idea is we're exposing what some people want to ban. So you wanting to ban it, kind of making our point for yeah. us. You kind of helped out. I bet all of a sudden these books are a <laughs> oh, lot more yeah. popular. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't. You, I mean, frankly, if they've got a display there, yeah. how do they even keep the display up? People be grabbing those books and checking them out. Well, you probably have to order a few extra copies yeah. of each one of these books to yeah. make sure that you know they're in circulation. And as you know, you let them, they probably have a whole list. Yeah. And as these books get checked out, they probably bring in some other books. And I mean, I who, knows? So. I, who knows? You know what? Maine's going gay because of this. Oh, I know. Was it called Rumford? Mumford Gay, Mumford Maine. What is yeah. it? Run. I don't. Know. I don't know. But one of the titles of one of, or the titles of some of these books, uh, queer, <laughs> two boys kissing. Uh. Um. Apparently, uh, the color purple. That's not queer. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a little queer. <laughs> Have you seen the color purple? It's kind of gay. Know. I don't know. Tinky winky. Um. Uh, so forth and so on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a lot of a lot of race stuff, a lot of gay stuff. Yeah. Stuff yeah. that makes people uncomfortable. Because it ain't right. And maybe says something that, that folks don't think Jesus would have said. How dare <laughs> they? 
I'll do it. I, you know, maybe Salman Rushdie's on there. Who, who knows? Never can tell. Anyway, uh, let's <laughs> move on to, uh, I'm going to take us to England. Oh. Uh, merry old England. Uh, land of, you know, meat pies and mm. spotted dick. <laughs> Look it up. It's real. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, for those of you uh, who, like me, has, have watched The Crown... You watched The Crown. I love The Crown. Yeah. You'll recall that there's a there's an episode in which uh, Billy Graham oh, yeah. crosses the pond to go uh-huh. and, and proselytize mm-hmm. sort of that good old American hillbilly gospel that, that, you know, the British people were all cuckoo bananas over because all they were used to is the boring ass, you know, British right. preaching. Right. Well... 60 years, more than 60 years after that, his son, uh, Franklin Graham. Franklin. Has been invited to go back. Okay. To the Winter Garden Center in the, in the seaside town of Blackpool. Nice. Okay. Uh, however, this is not without controversy. Uh, or, sorry, controversy. Oh, uh, indeed. If we're going to be British. Indeed. Um. Uh, you know, when I first was started reading about this, I thought, eh, it's probably just a little small group of people. It is not a small group of people. 8,000 people have signed a petition requesting the Home Secretary deny Graham entry into the country. Uh, this is due to Franklin uh, having made some rather uh, unflattering comments about both the gays and Islam. Oh. Uh, he has he has of course repeatedly uh, commented that uh, homosexuality is is terrible and same sex marriage and adoptions are not okay with with the gays mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. He also uh, he called Islam a wicked and evil religion. Um, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, them's fighting words. Well, kind of literally. Yeah, that's that's a good way to start like some fighting. Yeah. Um. So. So, yeah, I think warranted. And, you know, this apple, well, I mean, did he fall that far from the tree? A lot of people, he's no Billy. Let's no. just let's just say that. But, also, but I mean, you know, Billy Graham would have said those things too, probably. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, he's uh, about all that. Franklin Graham, pretty tight with, uh, with one Donald John Trump. So uh, just gets worse and worse. Yeah, so it, I just think it's interesting that not only are the British people like, you know, they're not going to boycott his thing. They're asking their home secretary, don't don't let him in. Just don't let him in. Please don't let him in. He's, He's uh, not the kind of people we we, we enjoy having here. We, we don't like those people. Please don't. Let's, <laughs> let's just not have him. Shall we? <laughs> let's keep things peaceful. It's, it, it seems un- it's unseemly. <laughs> I really, I, I'd prefer not. Shall we, shall, let, let's don't. Well, and let's see. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Well, he's gonna, they're gonna let him in, of course. Yeah, probably. Otherwise it turns into an international incident. Right, yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah? This weekend, a, uh, there was an incident at a, uh, Mormon chapel down in, uh, Provo, Utah. They have more than one of those down there. Oh, yeah. There are plenty. Um, a 74-year-old man, yeah. while uh, walking into the building, uh, had a loaded gun in his backpack. Okay. And somehow, the gun goes off, shoots a bullet through the young women's room. Oh, shit. Where there were young women oh, God. at the time. Oh, my God. Uh, nobody was hurt okay. in the incident. Thank God. Uh, and, uh, however, while trying to control the situation, one of the, uh, male leaders of the ward, who's gone unnamed at this point, uh, went in, talked to the young women and one of the young women decided to record him. Oh, (laughs) sassy pants. Yeah. Um, so he Let me tell you something before you say anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, I know how Mormon men who feel that they're in authority but have not been trained to have any authority can often talk to young people. Mm-hmm. 
I think we're in for a treat. Yeah. Um, so he says to them, we'd rather have you not post, hey, a gun went off at church today. <laughs> Meaning don't get online. Don't go to Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. That will hit headline news and even go national. And even then, uh, and oh, I'm sorry. And then we've really created a situation that would be hard to control. So I'm asking you nicely to respect that. Well, the, one of the young women uh, did <laughs> did him one better than that. She sent the audio to WikiLeaks or MormyLeaks. Oh my God, I love it uh, so much. Mormon Leaks. Yeah, and uh, and then it's uh, boy, I just it's hit the media. Here's what I love. I maybe love- not national because nothing really happened. Nobody got hit. Nobody got hurt. Well, something happened, and that is. Like, idiots bring loaded weaponry yes. into public places. Which actually is a violation of church policy. Um, the LDS Church uh, actually uh, says this about guns on their property. Okay, uh, Churches are dedicated for the worship of God and as havens from the cares and concerns of the world. The carrying of lethal weapons, concealed or otherwise, within their walls is inappropriate except as required by officers of the law. So they've already said to their members, even those with concealed weapons permits, which right. this guy had, uh-huh. um, hey, please don't do that. Man, here's the thing. You give a concealed... Look, I don't want to get into the gun thing because right. a bunch of our listeners will be all freaked out or whatever. Right. But at very least, you don't sort of throw it loose into the ba- into your backpack. Right. Um. Yeah. But it was a it was a twenty two, uh, what was it, twenty two caliber something or revolver or something? Yeah, or, probably. Yeah. Well, mate, no, it probably wasn't a revolver. Those are a little harder to pull the trigger on. It was probably just he. Oh God, he probably had one in the chamber. What yeah. a fucking dipshit. Yeah. Um. Anywho, nobody got hurt. But yeah, I mean, if, just talking about concealed, you know, carries stuff. Uh, that woman who left one on the changing table down at the aquarium. Left a gun. Um, yeah. She had a concealed carry. Yeah. Right? Like, like, okay, if this is something that we're going to do, we've decided, all right, okay, you can get this permit. Let's make it a little fucking harder. Yeah. Like, these people don't know what they're doing. They no. don't have good gun handling They have to go practices. through training, and that training is clearly woefully inadequate. Right. And also, they just don't listen. Right. <laughs> and then, well, I got a gun. Yeah. I'm exercising my right. I also love the idea of going into a room full of teenagers and saying, look, don't post this on national on, on, on your social media. It might go viral. And I know you don't want that. Like, cause there's no teenager in the world that desperately hopes that their greatest hope in their whole lives is, is for one of their social media posts to go fucking viral. Yeah. They would hate that. Yeah. That'd be awful. That'd be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Well, um, also, one of the creepier details not covered in the Salt Lake Tribune. I listened to the, to the whole audio. Yeah. Um, the, uh, at the tail end of the, the, the recording, um, the man uh, asks one of the young women her name. Uh-huh. She asks, like, a question or something or other. And he, he doesn't know her? I, I don't know. Interesting. Right? But she says her name, and, and he goes... Oh, the first girl I ever had a crush on had was named blah blah blah, and the, the, they, yeah. they bleep it out in the audio. Right, and it's just kind of this creepy, and everybody giggles and laughs, but he just keeps going. Oh, right? really? Yeah, he doesn't like let it go for a minute, and it's just like starts describing uh, her. Yeah, we, we, we uh, made out in the back of my car. Blah, blah, blah. No, he didn't say that, but like, uh, yeah, she had blonde hair. I remember she Look, stood around five like, six, five five. Hey, stand up, stand up for me. Hang on, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was just you know about what? your You're, height. I feel like your boobs are about the right size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that happened. I love though that this young person so completely uh, had such disregard for whatever authority yeah. this guy was trying to exert yeah. over them. You know, this was like, because you and know, was aware of Mormon leaks. It yeah. was just like slipping off to yeah, Mormon th- leaks. This is a girl whose parents make her go to church. Yeah. She does not choose to go to church. No. <laughs> and, and she is going places. And she's quick on the draw, too. Yeah. She, she was, was like, like, oh, boop, 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 this is going to be good. 
All right, well, I'm going to take us uh, to uh, Michigan. Oh. Uh, you may be aware, you are aware, I know you are, uh, our listeners may be aware that there is a large, actually, a pretty large number of Muslims in Michigan. Deer, like Dearborn or Dearborn's something? Dearborn's like a big, yeah. a big uh, place. There's, there's just a lot of, a lot of uh, practicing uh, adherence to the Islamic religion. Right. Um, Islam comes with some cultural baggage a lot of the time. Okay. It's not always great. I'm just going to say that there's lots of parts of many religions that I'm not cool with. Right. Um, uh, so apparently... I don't remember us reporting on this, uh, but it has grown. There, there was a do- an emergency room doctor, an actual doctor, an American doctor, okay, named Jumana Nagarwala. Okay, uh, this woman was charged with uh, female genital mutilation of a couple of girls. Oh my god! Last uh, last year, she was charged with this. Okay, this year. Now, today, or recently, those charges has been, have been amped up. She is now being charged with at least eight counts of this. What? And they're estimating that she and a few other people that she has been doing this with, like in this clinic, uh, sort of after hours sort of thing, uh, over 100 oh my God. young girls, what? all around the age of eight or nine. That they've been bringing in oh and performing this horrific uh, act upon. So that's fun. Oh, my God. Other people have been added to it. Um, other people who were, like, either in the room assisting. You know, there's one guy that he, who runs a clinic, and she was doing it there. And Oh, my God. Yeah. A doctor who has been, who has been trained in America... Licensed in America. Licensed in America. She knows full well that there's no medical reason why you would ever do this to a little girl. But there are, in her head, religious reasons. Right. And she's uh, and so that's why they're doing it. now. now most lot, of Islam is not cool with this, practice. right? Or or at least does not does not practice it, right? Uh, most yeah, you're right. Most of uh, of Islam doesn't do it. It's much more cultural, yeah, than it is. Uh, there's like specific religious parts of like. At, like Islam as practiced in parts of Africa. Right. right? And I think parts of, of the Middle East as well. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, it's, Interesting. It's, it's a horrific thing. It's liter- It's barbaric. And, you know, it, the, the stated goal, I believe, is to make sure that women don't, these girls don't feel pleasure during sex because that's unseemly or something like that. Also, by the way, don't circumcise your boys. Just don't mutilate any of your children's uh, genitals. Sure. Can we, can we just... I'm, that is the stated policy of, thank God I'm atheist. All right. But, yeah. So, the yeah, she's uh, she's been indicted. It is not legal to do this. Right. Um, and uh, there are policies, I think, I, I think uh, that Michigan actually has a rule about it. Until they're 18, in which case they can make decisions for themselves. You know, once, right. once they achieve sort of legal adulthood... They can make decisions for themselves about what happens to their genitals. Right. And that's fine. Right. Uh, they People make but, wacky choices all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, an eight-year-old? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's infuriating. And in our own fine, perfect, idyllic country. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah. All right. Um... Okay, so Dan, mm-hmm. here in Utah, we have something kind of interesting happening. Um, Do we? Yeah, with the re- with uh, regards to medical marijuana, um, we have an initiative on the ballot, a ballot initiative or for a voters or whatever it's called. Um, it's going out, yeah, to the entire, entire state. Proposition yeah. two. Yep, it's been numbered. Two prop two for uh, for and uh, we will be voting on that in uh, early November. Yep, along with a bunch of other really fascinating issues facing Utah. But this this one uh, has really gotten the LDS Church 
um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. The Mormons. Uh, all Hot and in, an, in, an, in an uproar. It's so funny. Why are you weighing in on this? I don't know. But they're, defi- they're weighing, and they're weighing heavy. Well, they're weighing in because most... Uh, the polls are coming in, and, 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 and a majority of the voters in the state want medical marijuana. Yeah. Which means... That there is a large number of Mormons wanting medical marijuana. Yeah. And the church, the uh, the LDS church, uh, sees a little bit of their control slipping away because they have said in the past that this is not cool. They do not. Medical marijuana, medical marijuana of any kind, it is a violation of their word of wisdom. Yeah. Even though the word of wisdom doesn't say anything about it. Yeah. Um, but they have decided that it's part of the word of wisdom. Don't kid yourself, kids. This is a church that is run by very, very old white men <laughs> who were trained from their youth that this was that that reefer madness was real, right? And that this this was a drug for criminals, young hoodlums, right? And there's a there's also a racial tension. There's a whole thing, huge racial uh, tension for old people. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless. Um, so, but the church has been going through this rapid res, um, evolution yeah. on this issue. Uh, we've watched them make multiple statements this year, and their stance has evolved each. It's changed each time. Yeah. Uh, they are, they came out initially, they were kind of holding firm. They were okay with like a couple of years ago, CBD oils were sort of some law passed that those were allowed. Yeah. Um, and then this year, uh, with. Maybe a little bit of the churches, at least not opposition, a very, very, very limited um, medical marijuana bill did pass the legislature. Kind of. But it's only for like a very short list of ailments and only in the last six months of the patient's life could they right. use medical marijuana. Which to which my is mind, just, what the fuck are you guys even... Yeah, like, if I've got six months to live... I'm doing heroin. <laughs> Fuck you. I am. I am. I am snorting things that like. I, I'm trying Ajax. I don't care. I'm gonna try. I'm. I will try whatever the fuck I want to try. What are you gonna do? Oh, yeah. Well, put. Yeah. Make sure to put my trial on for six months from now. So, as far as the t- how the timeline of this goes, um, the Salt Lake Tribune did us a, a big favor uh, and put the, the this whole thing into in, in order. So January 16th of this year, Russell M. Nelson uh, is announced as the 17th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. Um, and they're putting in the detail that I don't I, I suppose it might be important um, that he is a former heart surgeon. Oh, that's true. OK. He was a doctor. So he has a, a, he has thousand a, medical, years ago. a medical background. At some point in his life, he was. A doctor, right? Let's, um, but let's not kid, not kid yourself. Uh, he was a doctor back, you know, in the Middle Ages, right? Uh, and then in April, uh, the church um, comes out praising a statement by the Utah Medical Association. I should say the so-called Utah Medical Association. We can come back to that if we want to. Opposing the the medical marijuana initiative, Proposition Two. Right, right. Then in May. The church releases legal analysis uh, warning about the undesirable consequences of Prop 2. Then in June, um, the Salt Lake Tribune and the Hinckley Institute, uh, they did a poll that shows Utah support legalizing marijuana by, it's a 67 to 30% little breakdown there, uh, despite the church's opposition. Right. Then in August, the LDS Church formally joins a, co- a coalition opposing Proposition 2 and says for the first time that the faith does not object to the medicinal use of marijuana if doctor prescribed in dosage form through a licensed pharmacy, which doesn't exist anywhere in which, this country. Right. That's not a right. thing that actually... So basically, they're like... It's fine, as long as you do it in a way that you we know for a fact you won't be able to do it. Right. But they actually say... That they don't object to the medicinal use of marijuana, right? And which is really interesting. Yeah, that's right? a, that's a change of 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 how they're talking about it. Uh, later that month, a poll comes out that shows that 
uh, support for uh, Proposition 2 has remained very high. Uh-huh. No matter So no matter what the church is saying, they're, they're still, the, the Mormons are just like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, in September, September 14th, the LDS Church alters its language slightly, saying that it supports medicinal use of marijuana so long as proper controls and safeguards are in place. Mm. And then three days later, uh, the LDS Church calls for um, a special session of the legislature to legalize medical marijuana before year's end, describing it as a urgent matter. <laughs> so now they desperately want it legalized. Right. right? On their terms. On strictly on their terms even though come you know the first tuesday in november the good people of utah are going to vote on this issue yeah we got this and probably approve the proposition now the church coming out against this has lowered uh support for the bill or for the proposition a little bit a bunch especially among their most adamant uh uh, members, right? They're they're most still, believing members. But it's been a single digit shift. It still isn't not in that category. Ma- in that uh, category, I oh, just read a thing. Okay, in well, that in the category I mean, statewide of, support, right? In the category of like firm believers, mm. uh, it it went from like sixty something percent down to forty something percent. Oh dear God! Um, because they these are people who are used to just doing as they are told <sighs> from above, right? And but it's shocking. How many people are still doing it? Mm-hmm. Like are still supporting it? Forty percent after the church has come out and said, "Do not support this bill." Right. Over forty percent are still like, "Yeah, I'm still supporting the bill." And I bet you anything that number <laughs> is um, is low. I bet when people actually go into the voting booth, yep, that they're going to vote uh, their conscience. It's like Trump yeah. numbers. Yeah. Low because everybody's ashamed of it, uh-huh. and then high when when they actually like vote for it because they've got yeah. a niece who fucking has epilepsy yeah. and and could use it. Yeah, I think those are probably <clears throat> artificially low numbers. Anyway, yeah. So what is interesting though is that they're calling for this special session. The governor, who is on record as being opposed to to Prop Two is saying, yeah, well, but we don't do that unless we have consensus on an issue. He's on the record um, as being opposed. But he has quietly been sort of... He has been mysteriously quiet about it. Oh, everything. yeah. He has shut his goddamn yap he about this. He sees the poll numbers. He knows it's right. Right. He's okay with it. Right. And I think he's like not... He's trying hard not to let the church get in the way of it. Right. I think he knows it's okay. I, think I don't he's, know. I think he yeah. secretly supports it. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> ever think anything... Any mildly positive thought about Herbert. Oh, because he's a dipshit. <laughs> He is a dipshit. <laughs> like, I just can't bring myself to think that he's actually uh, truly sort of operating on that level. I think it's more, a little bit more cynical on his part, yeah, to well. be honest. He sees the polling. He knows, he just knows where the numbers are at. And he's just like, why am I going to get in the middle of this? Right, right. Why would I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can only lose on this one. Yeah. He's a, he's a politician, yeah. you know. So anyway, I yeah. just think it's an amazing. I just think you're giving him credit for intelligence that he doesn't have. <laughs> well, he does have advisors, but nonetheless, um, it ju- it's this fascinating moment that we're watching right now of the LDS Church. We're 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 watching an issue play out where they just don't have a grip on their membership like they think they right. like like they traditionally have had right, and because the the demographics and population has shifted around a little bit in Utah. They're also witnessing one of the first moments where their whim as an organization doesn't get laws passed. Right. Um, it's very interesting. I don't know what what it what it uh, what it means what it means for the future, but right now it's it's kind of fun to watch. It's a little shocking. It's shocking and it's fun. Yeah. It's there's <clears throat> there's some Schadenfreude. Yeah, exactly. For me on this. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm going to close out by going to, uh, to the Buffalo in, mm-hmm. in New York, uh, upstate New York, land of the Niagara or just outside of it. Um, <laughs> just, I'll do fun facts about Buffalo. Yeah, no, it's, uh, also yes. Buffalo chicken, Buffalo, Buffalo wings, Buffalo wings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you know that Buffalo sauce is just like Louisiana hot sauce and butter? 
It's Frank's sauce and butter. Yeah, it's Frank's like hot sauce and just butter. Copious amounts of butter, like literally, <laughs> like a cow worth of butter. It's fifty-fifty. It's so much fucking butter. Yeah, it's, it's n- legitimately fifty-fifty. Of course, you know that because you have a restaurant that serves wings. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that it was just hot sauce and wings and butter. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the diocese of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, you hear the word diocese these days, and you know what's coming, don't you? I just, if I say the word diocese, everybody should just knee jerk go. Oh, we're going to be talking about child rape. Oh, That's just going to happen. God, yeah. um, back in the the month of March, uh, the diocese of New York uh, was trying. I guess they were. Try- I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to get ahead of the stories that are all going to be coming out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they sort of voluntarily, as a self policing thing, released the names of forty two priests who had been wrapped up in uh in in scandal. Okay. In this, you know, the sort of uh sexual abuse scandals. Okay. Which is like hooray. You know, they they actually did something. Right. Well, most of the, here's the thing. The people on this list were mostly priests who were retired who were done, who had died, whatever. No. The full list originally had 106 priests. No. Some of whom still working in the diocese, some of whom, you know, a whole bunch of them. Their big list coming clean is still doing what they always do, protecting priests. A thousand percent. Holy shit. That's not the end of it, though. The complete list had 324 names. It was just they the the we're not including priests. We're talking so there were also deacons, nuns, and lay employees who were also on the list. And that that list oh. of three hundred and twenty four names had been whittled down to forty two by the time it was released to the public. Isn't that oh, cute? My God, yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of these priests. So like. They say that 11 of the priests were eliminated from the list because of because they determined that the allegations against them were not credible. That was the diocese made that determination. That's not their job. And then uh, a whole bunch of other 25 of them uh, were, were, I mean, a whole bunch of them were just sort of kept off for whatever reason. Oh, my God. Some cases they were kept off the list because they were still in the ministry or the diocese had previously hidden abuse and they didn't want from parishioners oh. and they didn't want to get in trouble this was this was just open you know season this was their their this was, this was they 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 were th- these were their happy hunting grounds for for molesting and raping children oh i think you just described the catholic church clearly that's just but this this is just the numbers that you're talking about, yeah, and the fact that it's not that 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 there are various levels of the hierarchy yeah. that are engaged in the same activity, yeah, uh, unbelievable. That's what ha- that's what's happening. That's what the Catholic Church does. This is how this has worked for a very long time. I just love that their first attempt at like transparency. Was not was transparent. So fucking opaque. Fuck you. Like, way to go, men of God. Way to, way to really shine the light on yourselves. Weren't we just however many episodes ago applauding them for their good goodness? They they they've released this. You they know, did it. Yeah. You Here's, know. From now on, never. It. I don't believe you. I don't know what. The, I don't know. Tell what they me can more do at this point. Tell me what the rest of it is. Yeah. I don't believe you. Oh wow, you you know you're I don't believe this number. Yeah. 300? It's a thousand. It's a thousand. It's 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 all of them. It's everybody. It's like the initiation. You've got one guy who was blithely unaware. <laughs> the, just just the, mowing the lawn. There's one the, janitor. Gardener. You they hired <laughs> they happened to hire a blind deaf janitor. And that dude didn't know. No, he was the rapiest of them all. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Uh it's just 
Yeah, if you've got a diocese, you've got child rape. That's how that works. Oh, my God. That's mortifying. Um, and from that, we segue. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you've got a diocese <laughs> near you, music. Write, <laughs> write into us, podcast at thegodamatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The yeah. telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, uh, why not search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join? Yeah. We'll let you in. Hey, guess what I did today? Uh, the other day? I, I went to the Reddit stream. Oh, yeah. That's Reddit. Slash R slash TGI Atheist. Yeah. I even posted a little thing. What? That's yeah. crazy town. Yeah. Look at you, Dan. Interact with us. Uh, and Please. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dan. Yes, sir. Uh, last week, we played a little clip from Pat Robertson. We did. And he had his, uh, he was up in front of a congregation, and he had his hands out. He had everybody else's hands up in the air, and they were commanding this uh, hurricane, which was bearing down at the moment on uh, the, the East Coast. Of these United States. It was still, still hadn't made landfall at Correct. the moment. Uh, Flo- uh, Florence is the name of the, yes. the hurricane. And uh, and he commanded Florence to go back out to sea. To, to, to turn north and wipe out something up there. <laughs> right. Go go take out the liberals <laughs> up in up in New York. No, well, I think I think didn't he say like go back out to sea or like, yeah, something and, like and that. don't and don't hit and don't make landfall. He yeah. said. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently he got half his wish. So uh, let's play a clip here. We've had an amazing thing. Hurricane Florence has continued to uh, storm trackers, and they say, what is the deal? Well, here is what it looks like. And uh, the uh, weather forecasters said the hurricane's path is, quote, bizarre. Uh, you know, we prayed. And, I, you know, look at that. It, it came in here uh, at the... Um, point of aiming toward tidewater and then it went down that way away from us and we asked the lord to 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 take it out of here and uh, he did we we haven't had a it's like a shield that god has put uh, uh, around us but it's called bizarre and here's what the headline in the paper says storm's path takes odd turn there is a storm's path takes odd turn well, the odd turn and bizarre is because you and I prayed, and uh, it, it, it's, it's not hitting America, this area. I mean, we'll have some storm uh, stuff out well, in the there Atlantic. Will still be coastal stuff, yeah, but, but coastal those, damage. Those big heavy winds are not hitting our area. And but look at that; it said it's bizarre. Why? Because God's people prayed, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. I mean, this is a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. You know, this area here used to be, it was called Hurricane Alley. And when back in, in just the beginning, way back in, in 1961, uh, that hurricane uh, was stopped in its tracks, went back down. And, and we've had a, a hand of protection over this area since. And when we pray, God God does miracles. A.K.A. <laughs> Fuck you, Carolinas. <laughs> Learn to pray, bitches. Yeah. Apparently. Get this guy on your side. Yeah. He can make hurricanes go uh, destroy something else. Yeah. A, no one ever says that a hurricane's path is bizarre. <laughs> the only thing anyone ever says about the path of a hurricane is it's completely unpredictable. We right. can sort of do a little bit of guesswork, but we right. don't know. Right. So, n- no, <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> Patty boy. Yeah. Uh, but also... Boy, isn't he just chuffed with himself? About, oh, he's so proud. Look, it didn't hit me. It only killed 30-some-odd people elsewhere. Yeah. I not, did it. Not my people. It ruined other people's homes and their livelihoods, and they devastated the lives of a whole, you know, thousands of people who aren't near me. Right. Other churches right. were hit. 
They're less faithful. <laughs> Those bitches just need to learn how to pray right. Pray right. 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 They didn't pray what very good at all. What about his viewers who live in the path of the... They, they, were, they were praying for... They didn't they, realize it. They were praying for his area. <laughs> he was. He tricked them. He was like, put up your hands no. and we're going to pray. Oh. And they thought they were praying for their area. Nope. They no. were praying for his area. Oh, dupes. Dingbats. Hmm. Learn to pray right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All it's not the, hard. All those sinful... Put your hand up in the air. Sinful Carolinians. Just wipe them out. Just wipe them out. The Lord's judgment has come upon ye. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, hey, we had a voicemail, didn't we? I do have a voicemail. Well, hurrah. Uh, this is from a listener uh, who is responding to something that we, uh, we shared a story about um, Cuba being in the midst of possibly like fully like legalizing gay marriage. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and so he had a bit of a story about that. Yeah, okay. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Tony. I live in Florida, uh, Tampa. Uh, I was calling because I just listened to your recent podcast about um, the Cuba making gay marriage possibly legal and how surprised you guys were that that was even an option. Um, a funny story related to that, though, is uh, I am a gay man, and my significant other is from Cuba. And three weeks ago, I had the privilege to go to Cuba for eight days. The family, it was a very, very small town in Cuba. The people there had never really been around, like, gay people uh, often, if ever. And they all accepted me, were loving, the nicest people, you know, that I've ever met. They had no issues with us being there, sleeping together, everything. Then, the next week, we decided to go to my mother's house and my stepfather, who live in South Carolina. And it was not so loving and accepting as we had to sleep in separate bedrooms because uh, my stepfather has decided that he needs to stand up for something that he believes in, and um, that is not um, the gay lifestyle, so to speak, which I've been there many times with other people. Um, I guess this just trumps America, uh, too, <laughs> is giving people the the feeling that they can uh, discriminate more openly. So, anyway, just an interesting fact that they were more welcoming and nice in Cuba about our, our uh, relationship than my own family here in the United States. So, thank you. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. Boy, if there's ever a red flag in the world, the phrase emboldened by Donald Trump <laughs> is about as red and flaggy as you can possibly get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's cool that Cuba was cool. Yeah. It's kind of... It, it's kind of... I, I feel shocked by that. Should I feel shocked by that? It feels shocking. Uh, I don't not know. That, not that there are cool people in Cuba, but I mean... I. I would cool imagine. on that issue? Yeah, cool on that issue seems, you know, Cuba still has cars from the 50s. I don't know. It just feels like they're, <laughs> they wouldn't be hip to the whole gay thing, but, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I don't know enough about Cuba. Yeah, I don't know. And, and the changes that have clearly been happening in that country. Uh, but uh, I think that's wonderful. And what a... I'm jealous. You got to go to Cuba. Have a fun trip to Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we did have a voice about your family. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we, well, we all have families, and guess what? We didn't get to choose them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, a, an email mm -hmm. from Cosmic in California. Nice. Because you can't have that name anywhere but in California. <laughs> Uh, hey, Dan and Frank, in the episode Enemies, you'll mm. recall, Frank, that, that we talked a lot about, uh, I, I said I don't have any enemies. I said mm -hmm. ideas are my enemies and not people. Right. And, and yeah. I sort of wanted to put that out there. Anyway, uh, Dan put me in mind, uh, of a book I read recently in Paolo Friere's, I'm not going to say that right, uh, <laughs> Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Mm. He writes about a social theory which categorizes people into two groups, oppressor and oppressed. Uh, this, in this theory, uh, power is perpetuated for the b benefit of the oppressor through the inculcation of the oppressor's values in the minds uh, and lives of the oppressed. In turn, the oppressed seek to become the oppressor by uh, oppressing themselves and others around them. I find that a really interesting, you know, as I was sort of pondering that. It breaks to me. 
it lines up with like like poor Trump voters. Mm. This is what we're talking about. People who are who mm-hmm. are poor, mm-hmm. but they're in America. They're all just temporarily embarrassed millionaires, right? right. So, yeah. so they all think I want to vote for millionaire values, right? So that when I become a millionaire, I'll I'll be supported. Yeah, I don't order. know how they think they're going to become millionaires. I'd love for. They know they're not going to become millionaires, but they just, it's the American dream, goddammit. Millionaire is right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, you know, Jesus said, Joel Osteen told me that that Jesus said that millionaires are that way because they're righteous. So they must be good. Right. Uh, Cosmic goes on. Uh, In in his book, Freire exhorts those who would fight the liber- uh, for the liberation of others to recognize the oppressor-oppressed paradigm and see that to avoid becoming the oppressor, yeah. one must strive to change the world by changing the minds of both oppressor and oppressed. Oh, wow. This is because one, uh, sorry, we're getting in deep, but I, kinda, but I really liked this, so I wanted to get it out there. Um, many who are oppressors do not see themselves as such, and even if they did, they would be unable to help because th- their mindset is based on the notion that to free the oppressed, the oppressed must become like the oppressors. And mm-hmm. I think that's very real. I think that, first of all, I think 99% of people who could be categorized as oppressors don't see themselves that way. Right. They see themselves as anything as liberators. Well, which is why often when people are accused of being racist, when people are called out for their racism, right? Right. They don't see it. They don't think they're racist. Yeah. They just think, you know, all those black folks, if they would just act right. Right. Meaning like me. Right. They wouldn't have these problems. And they don't understand how that ain't cool. Right. Well, not only is that not cool, it's not true. Right. But even if it were true, it's not okay for society to be be that way. Exactly. Uh, Number two, many uh, who are oppressed are in the mindset of, I need to take what the oppressor has. Mm. Meaning, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Three, changing roles with the oppressor merely flips the tables. It does not solve the problem of oppression, but merely substitutes oppressed for oppressors. Mm. Uh, While this all links, excuse me, where this all links up for me, uh, says Cosmic, is that I think I hear similar calls from Dan and Ferrere to abandon language that tries to divide us into irreconcilable camps. To make the world a better place, we all need to contribute, regardless of what social strata we occupy. Hmm. Also, there are certain tools, in this case language, that will not serve that that end. Uh, While it might be satisfying to have enemies, I agree that it might not be helpful in the long run. Instead, working to raise awareness of social oppression and how oppression begets oppression to let us see how to uh, how any oppression diminishes us all is a better path forward. Hmm. I agree with that. I, I I mean I think that was that's a more eloquent way of saying what I was trying to get at, which right. is just that yeah, as long as you see people who have a different mindset as your enemy, you're not going to be able to get into what's really the problem, which is you need to convince them to think a different way hmm. and you're not going to do that if they're your enemy and if right. they see you as their enemy right so right. I, I i think that i think that it's the thoughts the ideas that are the problem not awesome. the people okay all right cool. anyway thanks for writing in cosmic uh we have some people to thank do we have some thanks of course we have people out? to thank there's always people to thank here thank, at, thank god i'm atheist yeah we're including god himself we've got thank th- you god we've got thank right in the title <laughs> We're thankful people. Thank you, God, for making me an atheist. Right. Yes, indeed. Thank you. That actually, I didn't even like the. You didn't like saying felt. it. That Say felt it. weird. Yeah. Well, felt you, weird. Those words in that in that sequence have not come out of my mouth. Well, thank yeah. you, God. You were talking to a a gross being that doesn't actually exist. Anyway, uh, we do need to thank uh, Dana, uh, uh, who is now a venerable. Ooh listener of the show Ooh, so thank you very much Jaina wow yeah and uh, and then we need to also thank our lord and savior emeritus Angela yes and let's let, let's uh, all gather around join hands sing kumbaya 
and, and show our gratitude to our reigning Lord and Savior, Jenny! Long may, we, may she wave <laughs> in the name <laughs> of the mother and the daughter and that cute little aunt that we like so much. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And if you'd like to join them, please go to our website, thinkgodanatheist.com, click the support tab, and sign up and uh, and figure out it's the what works for you. It's really the only way we make any real money on this thing. <laughs> and, and you know, keeps us going. So keeps, thanks. Keeps the show so Keeps much. the show alive. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Dan, here we are talking. Words are coming out of our mouths. <laughs> well, for a second, not. But okay, now they are. <laughs> now we've now we've started started the motor. Yeah. Here's the thing. You and I were talking earlier uh, about this idea of you know we're looking at horrible things happening in the Catholic Church, uh-huh. revelations all over the country, all over the world, right? Of just massive cover-ups of the most horrific kinds of crimes. Yes. Uh, and then we're looking ho- here at home mm-hmm. at a guy who's just, who's been trying to get the the Mormon church to just not have lay clergy mm-hmm. who aren't trained in anything ask horribly invasive sexual questions mm-hmm. to minors. Right. And, and he just got ex- excommunicated. Right. I almost said executed. <laughs> it's the if opposite of that. they could, Dan. It's the opposite of that. Um, yeah, they're, they're performing a blood a blood atonement on him. Yes. No. Uh, no. And so, yeah, it kind of got the, 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 the whole brain motor things working. And uh, we started thinking about, because one of the phenomenons that, that has happened, mm-hmm. right, in this wake of Sam Young, that's who you were talking about, right. uh, and his excommunication, is that the numbers of uh, resignations that are being processed on a website called quitmormon.org, yeah. um, they show a little tally of like mm-hmm. how many they're currently working on, right. and the number has just fucking spiked. Right? Yeah, it was like, like it's, they, it's they, normally like, you know... Maybe a hundred or something. It was. It's over. It's like it was. It's in pushing, the thousands. It was pushing two thousand or yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. And and so people, you know, can sit on the fence for quite a while. They can. Uh, they can. They can know that they've. Uh, I don't know. I just don't believe it anymore. But I have all these. All these reasons that keep me in the pew every Sunday. Yeah, right? it's and it's so interesting. It can be so frustrating to those of us who are on the outside looking in. Right. Like you've got a family member that is or or a friend, a dear friend who's so liberal or so or even not liberal but so smart, mm-hmm. sees the problems, mm-hmm. is like is you know, isn't blinding themselves to it. Right. And keeps staying in. Right. And you just you you think to yourself, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You're Don't ta- you know how much better it is? You're taking your kids to church every <laughs> fucking week. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I've got a few of these friends who I just, I know their heart and their mm-hmm. heart is good and I know their brain and their brain is smart and I know, and the, and yet there's something holding them in and it's, right. it's this weird frustration. And so you and I were kind of going over some things and I think, I think the tendency on our end of things uh-huh. is to make it just a question of logic. Right. If you've, you know, if you're able to process X, Y, and Z bit of information, mm-hmm. and then you sort of, you know, that leads you to this line of thinking. And if you reason it enough, mm-hmm. then done, you're out. Right. And it's not that there's so much more to it than that for, I mean, for us, for me, at age 19, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I went through this whole process, and it was sort of heart-wrenching, and it was really troublesome. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, for a teenager, I think it's easier. Of course it is. When you, you're far less it. on the line. Yeah. Your frontal lobe is not fully developed. <laughs> right? you're, you're a dipshit. You think only about yourself. Right, exactly. Right. Um, and so the consequences for those around you are obviously... A lot less. 
Yeah, right. I mean, you know, your parents um, may may have issues with it, people, and you know, right. your social structure may at that point be very tied in with your church. But you're about to go to college, but you were There's perfectly a- equipped to go through a rebellion and yes. to, to 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 um, strike out with your own identity, yeah, and to find your own identity at that age. Now, that's not what we're talking. We're talking about people who they've been living in the church. They got married they they have a have family. families they have children um, and and everything starts to get far more complicated and even though there's so many materials available now like people read the ces letter mm-hmm. and they make the decision um you know yeah. yeah this is bullshit and yet they keep wait a second why are they still at church yeah yeah you see somebody and they're still identifying as catholic and it's and and I think what we did is like in our conversation earlier, we started talking about the need for that, that push, right? Because knowing it may not be enough. Yeah. It clearly is not enough. Right. And a and lot so, of times, I mean, we're not just talking about the reasoning. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a sense of identity Yeah, and we're talking about an emotional pull yeah that something has on you or, or a thousand multi, multi, you know emotional tethers yeah. that are t- tethering you to this religion right and uh and so for so many people yes they get the, they see a push they uh-huh. see you know either with the catholics you know they see that oh my god look at what's happening in this right. church how could a holy church have not only like had pedophiles in it because it's easy to go well father so-and-so was a bad egg uh-huh. but you know father other so-and-so is so blessed and beautiful right. but when the entirety of the structure has supported these evil mm-hmm. acts and has not just you know not just looked the other way but made sure that they they covered it up and mm-hmm. shuffled people around and put other people at risk because they couldn't bear the idea of shining light on their own mm-hmm. inadequacies or right. their own problems. Well, and so, so what Sam Young has done standing up the way that he did, yeah. getting a lot of publicity, um, creating an organization that people were able to rally around. Yeah. Um, this has allowed so many people because the thing on Reddit was, I stand with Sam, mm-hmm. right? People kept posting. I stand with Sam. I stand with Sam. And, I didn't quite realize how many of those people that were posting that were actually still on the rolls of the LDS church. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what they were actually saying was I'm, I'm standing in support and whatever happens to him. Well, it happens to me too. Right. And, uh, and it's really been a remarkable thing to watch over the last week. Um, people are, are, are posting their, their, um, little screenshot of their resignation being, on you know yeah. on the waiting list and yeah. whatnot um and uh and i just the, the these these moments are so big right and so important and it helps people feel like they're both part of a, a little bit of a movement mm-hmm. but i think it also gives them a really good excuse right it gives them a reason that they can pivot back to their family and they can pivot back to the people who they didn't who they were worried about, about how they might respond or worried about maybe their judgment or whatever. Yeah. And now they have an, a really clear cut, very moral reason right. for saying, I'm out. It's yeah. not just that it doesn't make sense or that it's that it's transparently right. false right. or fabricated <laughs> and that you've been told lies your entire life. Right. That isn't enough. Well, you know, for it's everyone. It's so funny. Right? In part, because uh, probably for most people, well, yeah. But I mean, and and it kind of, a lot of it makes sense, right? You're saying something about your identity. Mm-hmm. You're saying something about these people who raised you. You're mm-hmm. saying you're you're going to your parents and saying you told me a whole lot of lies. Yeah, and I reject them now. Yeah, and I reject the all of the you know all of these things that you instilled in me. Mm-hmm. I now have to ret- I I re- I reject all of that and I reject ye- and in so doing let's not forget these you know people again it's an identity thing yeah it's part of their you know it they 
it's the self-chosen DNA. Mm -hmm. So when I reject these beliefs over here, I I have to realize I'm also rejecting my parents will feel like I'm rejecting them. Right. And so can we apply, apply rather a little bit of what cosmic was talking about? Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This having to, I mean, your parents aren't necessarily the oppressors, but they're part of the oppression. Right. Well, they are. They're, I mean, when you <laughs> so, when you subscribe to the oppression yeah. model, to the system, yeah. you're part of the oppression. Right. And membership in, dare I say, a cult, right? We are shifting a little bit to Mormonism right now. It's an oppressive thing. But Catholicism is oppressive, too. It's all oppressive. It's all oppressive. In, inherent to religion is oppression. Mm-hmm. It is an oppressive, because it's a system that plays, I mean, if nothing else... The concept of a god is an oppressive concept. Right. It is you are not enough. It is someone else has authority over you. Right. And you have to buy into that per, to that entity's system. Right. And they will decide if you're good enough or if you're not good enough. Right. That's the definition of oppression. Right. The and whole so, concept of Christianity is based on an oppression. I, it's just very interesting. You know, one of the things that I find interesting about this whole conversation, and I equate it to my first marriage, where <laughs> I know this is going to sound funny. I, I'll get this. Will tie wow, this in. sounds like a wonderful, wonderful yeah. relationship. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I I love my first wife uh-huh. as a person, I, right. I, and I always did. Uh-huh. But I never felt like that relationship was doing for me the things that I wanted a relationship to do. Mm, okay. I didn't understand that at the time. I was in my 20s. I didn't know I, I, anything. Right. Because people in their 20s, sorry, kids, you don't know anything. <laughs> um, and so, I, and I didn't know what, what marriage needed to look like for me. Uh-huh. And I didn't know. So, like, every step that I took forward in that relationship, I had this tinge of, I don't want that. I knew in my heart that I didn't want it. But I loved her, so the love was there. I enjoyed a lo- our time together. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense for me to take these next steps forward on a, on a sort of detached level. Mm. Something in me was saying, this isn't right for me. Mm-hmm. But that was never enough. It was never enough to me to just know this isn't what I want. Mm. Because there was another person's feelings at stake, and I couldn't articulate in any kind of cogent way what wasn't what I wanted? Why this wasn't what I wanted? Hmm. I never had the language for it. Hmm. And so when I finally, you know, when, when things came to a head and things got very, you know, very ugly in our relationship, um, not anyone's fault, really. It just got weird and bad. Um, I finally had words that I could say, aha, I have enough of an excuse that uh-huh. I can say this isn't, I don't want this anymore. Right. You know why. Right. And, and and I want out. Right. I think it's very similar with, with religion. Uh, you have this, you know, other people's feelings are at stake. Everybody feels like you know your parents, you, you know your spouse, you know your children are going to be rocked by this choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until you can have, and, and uh, so it makes sense to me that until you can find a way to put language to it, you mm-hmm. can't leave. Right. It's hard. To just say, you know what, because I have these feelings and thoughts, because this isn't right for me, that's it. That's the only reason. Right. It's just not right for me. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Well, that's not enough a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to point to something. So I think, I, you know, it's very interesting, but uh, th- I think the psychology of leaving religion is so much deeper and so much more fraught than we want it to be, mm-hmm. especially like once we've left we want to be able to just say, I have all of the facts and I have the figures. They don't add up. I look at look at the Bible. It's got all of these contradictions. Aha, I got you. You have to leave now. Hmm. Just doesn't, doesn't work that way. Just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, hmm. you know, when, if, you're, if you're looking at your Mormon friends, at your Catholic friends, at your whatever friends, and you see them rejecting so many parts of it and they can't get over that hump, just have a little sympathy. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's fucking hard as shit. Yeah. And for those of us who were able to get out, congratulations, because that's some difficult shit. Yeah. We all, you know what? We, 
We're veterans. We went through the wars. Yeah, I know. I want a t-shirt that says, I survived a cult. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. No, really. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, but it's true. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. hey, kids. Uh, if I'm guessing some of you have some things you'd like to share about this mm-hmm. topic. Uh, go ahead, write into us. Podcast at ThankGodImAtheist.com. Or call, please, and leave us a voicemail message. Mm-hmm. Um, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. Uh, it is a closed group, but we let, you know, our listeners in. Yeah, go to Reddit too, Reddit slash r slash Atheist. Yep. Big thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club. And Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yep. Thanks to Mackenzie for her fi- fine, fine work on the on the the uh, Facebook page. And thanks to Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their work as moderators in the Members Only Lounge. And thank you to all of our supporters. Please join them. Thank GodImAtheist.com. Click on the support tab. Yep. And thank you, dear, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye. Ciao.